Canada's recently published clean fuel standard has potential to increase long-term domestic demand for Canadian canola as a feedstock for diesel-based biofuels, while lessening farmers' reliance on export markets. Steve Pratt is policy manager for the Canadian Canola Growers Association. The clean fuel standard um, is a proposal that's been underway uh, for about four years in its development, and it's finally come to the point where it's been uh, published as uh, Canada's at one, so it's the official publication now after four years of development. And essentially it is... Um, it, it's a, um, a clean fuel standard that is going to be focused on transportation fuels and driving down the carbon intensity of fuels. And the reason canola and other um, Canadian field crops are um, um, see some opportunity in this is because um, of all the, the modeling, both private sector and government, that uh, increased use of biofuels will be uh, required to meet the obligations of this regulation moving forward to 2030. And certainly um, canola um, in Western Canada um, has a uh, long relationship with biofuels, both in Canada and the States. And we do see um, with our availability of supply and our um, the, the environmental profile of uh, canola-based biofuels, uh, we do see um, prospects in this regulation. That said, there are still some things we need to iron out um, with government to, um, uh, to the benefit of farmers and the industry. Yeah, and I guess talk about uh, some of those areas that uh, you might have some concerns over. Yeah, the major thing is around what the government's referring to as the land use and biodiversity criteria. It's got an awkward um, acronym of LUB. And essentially what that is, is lumping, uh, it's it's looking, it's putting together criteria around um, land use and sustainable land use. Um, And this will apply to uh, Canadian uh, farmers and feedstock producers, as well as any globally. And what we asked government to do, um, which they did partially, was move us towards a um, framework of what we call aggregate compliance. And that's a situation where um, we, we've enjoyed this aggregate compliance approach with the United States and the EPA for their renewable fuels. And that's where government to government, there is a, um, uh, there's a criteria, and Government of Canada every year files an annual report with the Government of the United States saying that we've, we're still within the parameters of this criteria. And all agricultural feedstocks in Canada can be used for renewable fuels in the United States. We said, this has already existed for, um, it's coming up on this 10th year anniversary, why don't we replicate that in Canada where um, you can prove to other parties and the world and yourselves that we are um, still addressing uh, sustainable land use but not need on-farm, by-farm verification and certification. Under the current CFS, the government has moved to what we're calling a partial aggregate compliance approach to that land use um, issue, but are still, as it stands today, require, are going to require a form of farm-by-farm um, certification or verification or traceability um, when a producer is delivering canola into the system. Uh, so we still have a, a fair bit of work to do um, with the government on this because uh, that is, um, in, our, in our estimation, that is um, not... Uh, a needless um, regulatory burden for Canadian producers to deliver into a system to satisfy our own domestic regulation. Any other areas where you'd like to see more details or clarification? The process for this is um, going to be ongoing uh, into uh, late 2021 and early 2022. So another piece of this is around the life cycle analysis model, which is going to give um, canola-based biofuel, be it biodiesel or renewable diesel, being the two major products, is going to assign um, the carbon intensity scores, which are going to be important for um, 
fuel producers to generate the credits under this system. And we just need to ensure that all the, the good environmental profiles about canola, its production and its life cycle, um, greenhouse gas emissions profile um, are the best they can be because that will be one of the um, key um, drivers in the industry for use of canola and um, and ideally establishing a, a sustainable uh, domestic um, market here um, in, in the feeds in the um, in the biofuel space that um, you know lessens our reliance on other unstable uh, trade uh, partners and also is a way that uh, canola and the Canadian ag can be part of uh, the government's uh, approach to environmental issues and the comment period still open on this uh, correct. It, it's um, because it's got international trade implications. It was given a longer uh, statutory uh, period for consultations, and that's going to go until March the fourth, twenty twenty-one. All right. Um, any other final thoughts here, Steve? Or? The I guess the, the whole process of this uh, won't. The final regulation won't be ready until late twenty twenty-two, and then there's rollout thereafter. So um, there's a lot of moving parts on this, Corey. Uh, we do see prospect if it's done right. Um, Certainly, it's a little more cumbersome than uh, we would have ever advocated for. But um, the main thing here is it's really unknown around price impacts and modeling of feedstock uptake because there are so many uh, variables that um, the obligated parties in the regulation can use to achieve um, their their obligations and, and generate credits. That it's not just liquid fuels. They can do there's a bunch of other um, areas and avenues that the obligated parties is what they're referred to can use. Therefore, it's very, very tough to sketch out, um, you know, with any certainty what this might look like. So any estimates you see out there are really um, scenario-based on um, picking and choosing variables. So um, I'm just saying there, it's a lot harder to provide farmers um, certain certainty about the range of price impacts on diesel at the pump because it's not like you're doing a straight mandate. There's so many variables here that it's a little more complicated. That was Steve Pratt, Policy Manager for the Canadian Canola Growers Association. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.